0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy, detective. I am glad that I escaped my house, Jordan. I'll tell you why. It's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) It's on fire. Did you think It's a horrible tragedy. did Did you consider... Yes. Did you just flee
0: or did you think about maybe helping everyone else in the house or the dogs... Or did you just um, did you just
1: book it for the studio? No, it was like that old joke where the two guys are trying to outrun the bear. I don't think I've heard that joke. Hey, it's two guys and a bear is chasing after them. Is the bear a Jew? Because if and it is, I don't approve of these no, kinds of jokes. Two guys and a bear is chasing after them. And uh, one of them stops and he takes off his dress shoes and he puts on his sneakers. And the other guy stops and says... "Oh." It doesn't matter what kind of shoes you're wearing. That's not going to help you outrun a bear. And the first guy says, outrun a bear? No, I have to outrun you. Ah, sure. So it was that kind of situation only with my family, my children, my pets. Gotcha. And all my possessions. (laughs) I figured as long as I get out of there. You're probably the fastest member of the family. Would you say that? I think... It depends on distance, Jordan. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, you' you're, think... you're more of a sprint guy. Yeah, I mean, I got those. Quick, I mean, you use quick. You Twitch. Twitch. T-Mobile, but quick, you're good at a, quick, you're good at sprinting. Quick. Tw- I'm on Boost. Oh, Boost Mobile. Quick sure. Twitch. Quick Twitch is what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, house was not on fire. The house was not on fire. What was happening there that
0: made that made it hard to leave?
1: My son Oscar is three, and he was he has a toy drum Mm -hmm. has a big drum mallet and he was going around the house hitting things hard with the mallet and screaming at the top of his lungs i am a robot monkey this is my banana
0: wow yeah. And so you just wanted to stay – it was hard to leave because you wanted to stay and see how that developed. <laughs>
1: yeah, where is that going? Yeah,
0: boy, that nothing, nothing
1: that good will happen on this podcast. Quacking shit. Yeah. Wait, does a robot monkey commit acts of violence with its With his banana, banana? sure. I guess. I mean, I'm asking the wrong person. I shouldn't be asking you. Yeah. I should be at home asking my three-year-old, <laughs> the robot monkey. <laughs> the Robot monkey, he's got the insight. What is he's lived the part? Yeah, sort of a method three-year-old. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs>
0: where do you think he learned about? Because he's he's because he's he's riffing off
1: something that he's seen.
0: I don't. Where do you think, think he saw so. a rope? But he, I think
1: they. He, my daughter is is uh, turning six mm-hmm. this week. And she wants to build robots. Okay. All she wants to do, build robots, build robots, build robots, build robots, and inventions. Mm -hmm. The only phrase that has escaped her mouth in the past six or eight weeks is... And now the unveiling of my latest and greatest invention. She says unveiling? (laughs) She says that all the time. Good vocab. Get ready for my latest and greatest
0: invention. When I was a kid, I was into potions. I wanted everyone to drink my potions. Yeah.
1: She makes potions. Does she say potions? She makes potions, and then she also makes jams and jellies. Okay. Uh, All of these are just some leaves and water Mm -hmm. mashed together. Yeah. I want to be clear. When I say Potions, jams, jellies, robots—all of, All of these are just water and it's leaves. Just a mayonnaise jug sure. with water and leaves in it. They have active imaginary lives. So he, so you think? Should I we? Think okay, hold on. Were, let's introduce. Let's our introduce our on guest, guest the program this, because we this, have a special guest needs, on this, the show. This needs to be unpacked. We have a truly <laughs> magical guest uh. on this week's program—a living legend, mm-hmm. huh. a true hall of famer. Uh. Joe Montana <laughs> uh, He is from the Kids in the Hall and the Kevin McDonald Kevin McDonald
2: podcast. Mr. Kevin McDonald. I know you didn't mean it, but it came off uh, almost sarcastic when you were uh, when uh, I was right? saying I mean, living, legend. Le- living legend. That's uh, a
1: problem I have hosting my
2: NPR program sure. and probably telling your wife that you love her. <laughs> yes. love
1: her.
0: I love you. I love you I so much.
2: Love. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I made all my friends make giant uh, balloons, uh, like balloon rides, like Jules Verne. You'll write you uh, go Oh yeah, box. sure. Around the world it, in eighty days. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it never worked, but uh, did it, you
1: it, heat thing. the air? In
2: them. We had trouble with the box. Right. We never got to the balloon part. That would have been its own trouble, but we never uh, made the box big enough to uh, for... For me and my chubby friend Larry to get in. (laughs) Well, that's Larry's fault. Lose a little little chub, Yeah, It's a little Larry's fault. If you you want to take a balloon ride, do a couple of sit-ups. Your opening has made me think of a lot of boring stories. And I promised uh, before we went on the air that I wouldn't say anything I've said before. So all I have left is boring stuff. Yeah, good. I I always (laughs) leave the house uh, just by coincidence when things are bad and I wouldn't know how to deal with it. Like the the other day, the... um, uh, my wife had them uh, tear up the garden in the front because she wants more lawn, and the uh, workers who are uh, good gardeners, but they, they don't know what to do. They found three baby bunnies, huh. and, and so the people didn't know what to do with the bunnies. The yeah. mother ran away, and then um, oh, and so, well, going to write comedy, and then I left, and then uh, uh, oh and, my god. And then bun- went for three days, and they went away successful. The bunnies did. The bunnies. No, it happened successfully. I came back to the end of it, so I got the joy. I got the. Um, you got to. You got to enjoy this too. I was actually there watering the lawn away from them when the mother came and uh, took the three bunnies away. Um, uh, okay, and, nice. they were. They had grown. I'm glad that they're. Uh, yeah, that they're so with their mother now. I was there for the good part.
1: That is genuinely terrifying. I uh, found a bunny. Mm-hmm. Actually, our friend Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather, and I found a bunny when I lived in the beach flats in Santa Cruz, California, the area kind of below the old wooden roller coaster at the Santa Cruz Beach Found walk. or trapped? Combination. Okay. okay. And as, as, well, it was a serial situation, first found, then trapped. Yes, I, yeah, I understand. Uh, But it was clearly not a wild bunny. Uh-huh. This was the city of Santa
2: Cruz. It was a, uh,
0: you could tell he was domestic. a tourist because he had a little map and a fanny pack. <laughs> yeah, you're know, exactly. like, oh, you're not you're not
1: from around here. <laughs> he was eating some dip and dots. Mm-hmm. And uh I, we kept him in a giant cardboard box in our house until liter a group of I'm gonna say two, three days we kept we kept the bunny in our house. He didn't die. Feeding, he didn't die. We were feeding him. Okay,
2: good. This has a happy ending?
1: Yes. A group of children... Ages twelve and under. Kevin, I didn't want spoilers. I was.
2: This has become ten, Lord of the Flies. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, they, they they paraded they, his head around <laughs> on a pike. Yeah, yeah they said <laughs> they, kill the bunny,
1: slit yeah, her throat, sure. spill her blood, yes, yes, which yes. seems yes. cruel in retrospect. They would dip. I didn't say anything because I didn't have the conch. They would they I would understand. dip
0: dip their two fingers in her open jugular and <laughs> yeah. then smear a little bit of blood underneath Ooh. their
1: eyes. <sighs> a group of about. And no less than 10. Uh, children under the age of 12 and over the age of, I mean, un- under the height of four feet. The tiny, <laughs> tiny children came to my door with one kid in the lead. And uh, it was like, do you remember in high school I was obsessed with a commercial for Target where a kid that was sort of like Jonathan, like a low rent Jonathan Lipnicki would mm-hmm. go, but uh, Jonathan lip fakey. Yeah, yeah, sure. You want you want to buy some bird seed? It's for the birds. Uh and he would go door to door selling birdseed to raise money for education. This kid was sort of like that kid. And he just he just went, Hey, Mister, um I I heard you have a bunny because my cousin lost his bunny. And it was the most full my heart has ever uh. felt in Intel, thir- I have an enlarged heart now, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is it's actually harder to a fill. Sad harder story, to, harder to fill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah.
2: Other, the other nine g- come with them in case you said no to beat you to death.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were holding tire irons. Yeah, they there. were
2: guys, guys. First, we'll try the general way. Yeah. yeah, I'll ask. Let's not go to
0: violence yet. And then yeah, I guess you can get some to like sneak around and kind of climb through your like
1: bathroom window and steal your TV. <laughs> <laughs> you are pretty, pretty clever. <laughs> I
2: look back, and, and when you're dealing with that, they take the
1: bunny. All the well, my car is jacked up and all the mm-hmm. wheels are gone. We're just listing things from a movie about 1970s New York. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know before directed. Giuliani ruined it. Hey, Attica. Attica. Tra- <laughs> I'm trapping bunnies over here. My favorite New York rep. Kevin, you, uh,
0: yes. you you mentioned, and before we started the podcast, and you alluded to it, that you have been doing interviews and people have been like asking you the same question over and over, and you didn't want to answer those questions.
2: Right. That's unfair to them. Sometimes I force the same answer to different questions.
0: Oh, because you have good anecdotes. <laughs> yes, okay. yes yeah, but I've
2: said them too much. I'm sorry. I keep going. No, no, no. I wanted to So ask... far, everything's been new.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. One, yes. Nice. Yeah. Buddy story, fresh. <laughs> Very <laughs> fresh.
1: That's right. Buddy to the yard. Uh, what... Hardwick did do a little, a little chunk on Nerdist about uh, – Robot, robot monkeys. monkeys. Okay, but that's, yeah. that's just, uh, this is this is parallel thinking, yeah. you know. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, so so what what do you get asked over and over again that we that we should avoid?
2: Oh, uh, well, oh, you know, the typical stuff. Um, uh, how did I meet Dave? Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's Dave like? What's Dave like? Uh, When's his birthday? Uh, what's his address? Who's Dave married to? Sure. Uh, the, 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 what clothes is he? Uh, but uh, yeah, Dave. A lot of Dave questions. Um, how do we meet? Um, Just Dave questions. A lot of Dave not questions. Not questions about Scott or Bruce. Dave, this almost led me to something I've said 100 times and I'm not going to say it. Uh-huh. Say it. Though but in a Pig mus- Latin. <laughs> music added, uh, I forgot how to do Pig Latin. Yeah, it it's did. hard. Like I'd have to write it down. I, as a 12 year old, I did it naturally. <laughs> My wife and her sister talk in a
1: made up language sometimes. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. I hate being on the outside. It's about you. I hate totally being on the outside. It's about,
2: it's about you and your crank. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are too young, but when I think of Pig and I think of the Flintstones. Oh sure, Ixnay Barney. Like, I, like oh yeah yeah, but he doesn't say Barney Pig Latin. Ixney Barney. Yep. Which was pretty funny as a as a kid. Yeah. All right. Here's another boring thing I've never said before, and this only amuses me and it's not funny at all. But and I'm doing a hand thing uh, that your listeners can't. Yeah, see. Sort
1: of a Bill Clinton. <laughs> I did
2: not. <laughs> yeah. I did not. Uh, I inhaled and I didn't. I have who? not told this story yeah. on a podcast. I, times, I inhaled the story. My uh, Clinton <laughs> is
0: like a Kennedy. <laughs> I-
2: uh, but you were talking about the House and Fire, and I'm a sports fan, and um, uh, I was watching basketballs. The TBS, the Charles Barkley, and um, I forget his last yeah, name. I think so. Kenny, Kenny, he's great. Kenny, I just forget because I'm aging. But they were
1: uh, Kenny Maine. That's from ESPN. That's right.
2: It's not Kenny Maine. Uh, it's not Kenny Albert. That's another. That's Marv Albert's son or something. Yeah. yeah Kenny, but anyway, but he's an two X is, baseball player, you were, uh, basketball players. You were inside the NBA. I was inside the NBA. Uh, and the the first half, uh, by the second quarter, some team was getting away from the other team because they'd uh, found a way to attack their defense. And then Charles Bar- – I don't know why I'm saying this has no good punchline, but it just amuses me and I'm obsessed with it. Um, uh, Charles says, uh, well, now they have a house on fire, the team that was losing. What do you do when you have a house on fire? And Kenny thought really seriously. And after a three-second pause, he said – you get the kids out the house, <laughs> <laughs> and Charles did that. Charles, what said, is, yeah. What is yeah? What is the basketball an analogy, analogy there? I, I Maybe don't there's know. not one. Who are the
0: kids on a basketball? Maybe team? you
2: put on the second team, the but ball? that's not uh, the, the ball. The ball, a kid? You get the kids out of the house. Uh, yeah, yeah. Charles, yeah. I don't know the analogy. Charles Barkley, yeah, <laughs> for president. Yeah, okay. right. For
1: president. Charles. Barclay. He'll make
0: sure there's no more Godzilla attacks. See, that's the beautiful part of the story. When <laughs> he sort <of> fought Godzilla.
2: <laughs> the beautiful part of the story was he didn't – he wasn't care about the analogy. He was taking – he was answering the question as is. Yeah. Uh, what do you do with the house with fire? You get the kids out.
0: Yeah, he wanted to talk about fire safety. <laughs> yeah, fire safety. The time for basketball analysis is over. <laughs> you, you, it's time to do
1: –
2: You get the kids out. you got to check the I'm, smoke detector batteries.
1: I'm glad that your perspective on Charles Barkley is got driven almost exclusively by 1990s Nike commercials. Yeah. And the time Not he hosted least, SNS so
2: he did that in a commercial. He did a Godzilla thing in a he commercial? Fl- yeah,
1: he played basketball against Godzilla. And I they, have they made, both had those sport goggles
2: They on. have mocked his image for so long. Is it still funny? No, and he's a good sport about it. But they, they have mocked- Charles Barkley? Like for 25 years yeah, now. Yeah, Charles Barkley's still funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, in those I mean, commercials Charles, now with- the, the, Charles
1: Barkley says weird, miscellaneous shit. Oh, he's still funny he on, on his own. amazing at
2: it. He's still, but those commercials when he's with Spike Clean stuff, they still mock his image. Is that still funny? Charles Barkley's still funny on his no, own. No, it was a tribute to him. It's a tribute to... Him.
1: It was like a Godzilla... It was presented as a Godzilla movie. It was a grand... Yeah, yeah. The Nike commercial of 1994 was like a Jerry Bruckheimer. That movie. was hilarious in 94. New that G- was all Jerry the money in the world went into a, Good. a, a TV commercial in 1994 for a Good 90s. reference.
2: Does Jerry uh, uh, Bruckheimer uh, still like, make movies? I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's, he's not sweating
0: it. What's the latest... Bruck- I, I don't know. If, I, think Bruck- I think Bruckheimer just like produces Pirates of the Caribbean movies. That's what I don't he does. think he... Directs anymore.
2: I love that. never, uh, as a result, we're having, uh, I'm being boring, but I love the fact that I've, ne- I've never said anything of this, like, before. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said this it's stuff. It's all fresh shit. Yeah. Kevin, <laughs> I, fresh. We, this is our second time seeing each
0: other yes. this week. Yes. I, uh, you're I very helped nice. you prepare yes. for at midnight. You Can did. I uh, interject
1: I, here for a moment before we get into this anecdote. Sure. Are, do you want to <laughs> talk about how I,
0: Charles Barkley, <laughs> it's okay to razz him a little bit because when you're easily the best character in NBA Jam, nothing in Anyone says can get you down. Yes. yes. Okay. That's exactly
2: what He's I a good
1: sport. I want to talk about his running mate, uh, Larry Johnson, as grandmother <laughs> <laughs> no. I, w- I want to say I was not able to be here on the show last week, Jordan, when uh, I-, I was away and uh, our-, our friends Daniel Radford mm-hmm. and Linda Holmes were kind enough to fill in. Uh, but I want to congratulate you on uh-huh. your a great run on the wonderful television program, Edmund. Thank uh-huh. you, thank you, sir. You've always been a a, a lovely advocate for the show. I uh, love it. We appreciate, appreciate it. I appreciate it. I hope loved you the know that as well. I'm sincere in, yes. in how much I enjoyed the show.
2: Yeah. I'm here live. He's sincere. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can read it. It's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> he was sarcastic when he introduced us. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> great. Yeah. No, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I appreciate everybody who's been saying nice things about it online. It's definitely like a bummer to lose a great job. But like the niceness that the internet is being is tremendous and it makes it. You know, it's it's definitely a little oh. a little a little balm for the wound. You Isn't were expecting more of
2: a hashtag war.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. But instead, this is a
2: this it's uh yeah. This is the last episodes tonight. Are you going to watch it like at a party kind of thing? No. So the last episode okay, is a...
0: uh the last episode airs tonight. That's what
2: I man. That's right. I mean. uh, As we show, this, yeah, this yeah. show
0: but, will air on Monday. I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I ruined
2: the magic of uh and
1: I don't I don't people have plans believe <laughs> that we are inside their iPods or <laughs> smartphones <laughs>
2: live narrating
1: the show live
2: <laughs> live. <laughs> and when their friend hears it the, the next week, we're in there again live. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Okay, so oh
0: no. So I, but tonight, I mean, I can say this because of the tape delay. But tonight, I have plans to go to my friend Katie Matheson's surprise birthday party. Happy birthday, Katie! Woo-hoo! I don't think she listens. <laughs> uh, so that's what I have planned for tonight. It's like kind of a it's, we had this planned before the show. Got and you're going to put on it on the surprise. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> she would be repelled by me when she sees me in public.
2: <laughs> yeah, I you're going to put gonna sp- it on the surprise party. The, 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 put on the TV on. You're going to turn the TV. We on? We should
0: like hijack her birthday. <laughs> <to> <laughs> <laughs> she's the old writer's assistant for the show so she would oh, sure
2: so like she, it but uh, someone may suggest that then it would be a lot of uh, people from the show someone yeah, may yeah. say hey why don't we put it on <laughs> she's been surprised already yeah let's tell it's right
1: um, my sincere congratulations thank you, thank you thank you onwards and upwards from yes. here yes certainly so however i interrupted you mentioning no, no, that's okay. that you had written with you wrote wow. with Kevin
0: for yeah. the show so year. the r so you know kind of how how it works i think i can be be a little more candid about the process of the show at this point so the 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 the, <laughs> the contestant the the guest will come and, and sit in into the dressing room and the 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 writer that they have been paired up with will come into the room and you'll kind of work out uh, all the material that they're going to do and I came into the room, and we had never met. This was the first time of us meeting. So it's
2: it uh, felt like we had. Yeah. And I'm not being sarcastic. No, we're two men with similar hair. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and Spirit. And, yeah, and I think spirit. we have a similar vibe. Uh, yes, yes. Um, spirit, the stallion of the Simelrion? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> this is a DreamWorks animated film that's been made into a Netflix show my children watch. The Simelrion? I thought I knew I knew it was the it. appendix to Lord Sim- of the Rings? Sim- <laughs> spirit. Sim- Carol, why aren't you looking this up? Don't just stare into the middle distance. Save me, spirit. Um, the spirit. The champion of the. I've seen it written. I haven't seen the upside.
0: Okay. Uh, so, uh, yes. so when I it was our first time meeting, and and you know, there's the. So the, the material one would say on At Midnight is in a little card that is on their podium. And uh, when I prep someone, I like to write all their cards for them just so they can worry about uh, the material and not have to worry about Thank you very order much or anything.
2: I can't read my own writing. Thank you very much. But
0: you said something interesting to me. So you're like, can you write these cards for me? And I, I need you to – it was something along the lines of, can you write these cards for me? I need you to do it not because I have bad eyesight. I need you to do it because – I'm not just telling you what to do because – I'm one of your heroes, and you grew up worshiping me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you have clocked me so fucking perfectly. You did, I haven't, I've said I did two words to you, and I, you're like, listen, I know this guy is fucking ganked out of his mind to
2: meet me, which was absolutely true. And I'm not taking advantage of that. No, no, no. Uh, that yeah. was my point. Right? You don't I was, want to exploit. I was going to ask, even if uh, a cold-hearted uh, writer came in, I was going to ask them because I can't read my own writing.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I definitely like, oh, I really appreciate the,
1: like, how, how, how well you know your
0: audience. I right. think
1: I can understand that entirely. I mean, I th- I think I I met Kevin once before mm. years ago oh, hi again. in Las Vegas when I interviewed him and a few of his oh, kids in the hall, colleagues. That rings uh, a bell. For when they were at the Las at a Vegas. comedy festival. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I had met Dave Foley as a 23-year-old or 24-year-old. Mm. Oh. When he was coming to perform at San Francisco Sketch Fest, and I was driving him around. I was the publicist slash miscellaneous job doer uh, at Sketchfest. So I got up early to drive him to radio mm-hmm. stations and drove him around. And the amount of work that I had to do <laughs> over the course of – and Dave Foley could not have been more of a prince, more genial, more glad to share news radio stories with me or whatever – But like the amount of work that I had to do to hold my shit together Mm -hmm. was – I I am very lucky that I did not kill Dave Foley (laughs) through negligent driving (laughs) that day.
2: Um so your poker face if you uh, if you uh, had Jordan's job if you came I wouldn't naturally assume that I wouldn't think the other that you hate the kids in the hall or anything um uh, I guess like the, the word well, revolves we gotta around we got to know out of it. you're more sure. poker face yeah yeah and you were poker face but I it just Yeah it radiates it, off me sure <laughs> <laughs> You're like here. This is this is a a, a a guy who was probably a
0: little too obsessed with comedy in the '90s. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you, yeah. Do you kind of know that? Do you see people? You know, kind of either like coming up or like kind of looking. and You're like, oh, there are some kids in the hall fans.
2: Yeah. No, for sure. Um, and this is not what you're talking about. But also in airports, I can see the look. Uh, mm, sure. And it, and it's a it's a very this is a look of people who I can tell are comedians or love comedy because they see me. This all happens very quickly. They see me, they know me, they love me, but they're cool and they can't let them know, they can't let me know that they love me. They see me, <laughs> but it all happens in the eyes very quickly and I get it. And eventually if I'm in if the planes delayed, uh, they finally say, "Well, this is God telling me I have to go talk to Kevin McDonald." And then they always <laughs> say the same thing. "I'm a comedian and, and Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I, I, I love your work in the Gin Blossoms." Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, uh, I oh, I talked about the Jim Blossoms in a few interviews ago. Uh, really, <laughs> we can still talk about them. But, but I have to say, Wait, different yeah, things. I guess I don't know well, that. I, I guess, guess what I, I'm things. feeling. Hey,
0: jealousy. Hey, I know. <laughs> the, I know what the Jim Blossoms are, but how are they related to you?
2: Uh, we became friends uh, oh. because we're all '90s acts and we all toured together. We also became friends with the Black Crows. Uh, strangely oh, nice. enough, there you go. Yes. Um, have I ever told the on-air the story where uh, the first time we met the Black Crows and Bruce got arrested? You no. can do
0: it now. <laughs> do it now, please. Yeah.
2: You go I, on. I don't know if I've ever said it on air. Uh, I've told people in parties. Does that count as me not telling the story? Uh,
1: well, this is, no one. No one will hear this but us.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, Kara's not listening. Sure, she's well, on the board right now.
2: And then my next question to myself is, will Bruce mind? It's been many, many years. Mm. I think Bruce is going to love we it. Can,
1: what if we <laughs> change the names? What if
2: instead of saying Bruce, you Steven. say... Steven. <laughs> Steven.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. The, good old Steven.
2: Well, the little, little Stevie Van Zant will be upset. Oh, boy. Well, the short kid in the hall, Steven. He yeah. uh, it's a, if I tell the whole story, it's long, and that would ruin your uh, show, I think. Yeah, But if I say, no. say part of it's not... No, okay, it'll make I'll, it better. I'll make it short. I'll, I'll aim for three and a half minutes. Do, a the med- right. do the medium version. You can go up to second. Yeah, I'm going go to go the medium version. Okay. Oh, thank you very much. Well, Thanks for segment producing this, Jordan. No. no <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Happy to help. Uh, so it was 94. Uh, we, we were just beginning to be a touring group. We were in Atlanta. Before that, we had um, – uh, because we liked you know, the replacements and the Pixies and Camper Van Beethoven – And um, who were becoming old at that point. And uh, one by one, we found that our guilty pleasure was the Black Crows. We we, we were too shame, we hit our like CDs. It was CDs back then. And then finally someone admitted it. And then we all broke down. I like them, too. (laughs) And and so um, we went because we weren't supposed to, but we liked them. Yeah, what was their image at that point? Like the Rolling Stones, their first album uh, was what's what does Keith Richards do? The open G chording, the open D chording, the open. It's a very famous of your musician, right? And I forget it because I'm not a musician. Uh, so they sound like the Rolling Stones. I can Stones. play
1: a little bit of Take Me Out to the Ball Game on the keyboard if that helps.
2: you've tried an Open G. It'll sound like the, the Rolling right Stones. Hand. <laughs> just mm-hmm. the right hand. Just the right hand. Take me. I can imagine Chris Robinson say, uh so there was that. Um, oh, there's a funny part, but I'm keeping it to less they than They were like minutes. too hard rock to be alt rock, right? Like yes. That was the that yeah. was the credibility problem Exactly, exactly. Well, and they just – took the open G chord and, and as they found their own voice and sold less albums they became really great but it was they, they always wrote catchy songs and catchy hooks they were like the Almond Brothers anyway I'm making it longer hmm. um, so it was a guilty pleasure we played Atlanta and we have a the halls catch called The Door Scene mm-hmm. where um, – uh, did you do A Secret Smile because you really know uh, – you remember it or you don't remember the door scene?
0: Uh, I bet I could – I bet when you start, I could probably finish it halfway through. But I, I, go I don't to, know it off the top of
2: my head. I go to the record store because we rode in the mid-80s when there were record stores uh-huh. uh, before a TV show. <coughs> and uh, I'm asking um, – uh, Bruce plays a guy named Whitey. <laughs> Long hair. <laughs> uh, sorry. Steven plays a guy named Whitey. And uh, I say, I really want to get in The Doors. Uh, could you? T- um, I can't do the host. It's a funny sketch. I don't remember any of the funny parts, but it's funny. <laughs> uh, but he says, "Like um, you got to steal a car. You mean uh, buy, use my car, steal a car, and drive to something funny. Come back, uh, get out of the car, walk twenty miles, and then you got to." And waiting for the sun. It's their third album, but it's really their first album. And it, it, there's like jokes like that, which are funny when Stephen does it as Whitey. <laughs> and then um, I I always list a bunch of um, uh, groups. Uh, before I say it, I want to get in the door, as I say, Depeche Mode, he goes, sucks. Yeah. Whatever else sucks. And then um, we thought what would happen if we did it live in Atlanta, we did it as an encore, that we would say the Black Crows, who we really liked, and uh, he would say sucks, and the audience would boo us, mm-hmm. and we would enjoy that. So... Uh, <laughs> We, uh, we're doing the show, I say, uh, my last, my big three, I say, Black crows, this sucks. And the crowd stands up and cheers. <laughs>
0: wow.
2: Because you're always hated in your hometown, right? Oh. Okay. Like, when you first make it. Uh, 20 years later, you're not, but you're always hated in your hometown. We, we had that, a little bit of that in Toronto, too. Uh, so we feel bad. and. To make up to, we're in the dressing room afterwards, and we play a Black Crow CD. We take up camp for Van Beethoven and uh, Keyline Pie. We take that out and we put in um, uh, (laughs) Keyline Pie. That is the name of their album. And then we, and then this tall guy comes in. who now we're really good friends with. He's a really funny guy. His name's Steve Gorman, and he says, "Look, my name's Steve Gorman. I'm the drummer of the Black Crows. Uh, We love you guys. And when you said that the Black Crow sucks, I knew you were calling to me." (laughs) 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 So he came backstage. (laughs) That part has nothing to do with the restaurant. So we went out to the bar, and because it was the Black Crows, there there were a few of them there. Uh, Johnny Colt. The bass player. Um, we drank a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and we had to get up early the next morning and fly to New York to do uh, like our show there. And then uh, this is what's known as the rock and roll lifestyle. Mm-hmm. The rock and roll lifestyle. We were young at that point. We were like, well, we, we were even young. We were, I think, at that point, we were 31, 32. because it took a while to get a TV show. Anyway, uh, I'll stop talking. Then I want you guys to talk. No, no, no. Uh, but uh, just uh, Kevin, I think just assume
0: yes that. The way, the way you kind of sized me up the first time you saw me, assume that that's who's listening.
2: Yes. Okay, okay. Just assume so you're that enjoying it. Every yeah. And behind your poker person. voice, I'll, yeah, I'll pretend yeah. behind your poker voice, face, yeah. uh, poker face. So uh, Bruce got very drunk, and we left. We said goodbye to the Black Rose. They kept drinking, and we went outside the bar. It was a loaded area uh, full of people, uh, some famous area in Vancouver, uh, in Vancouver, in Atlanta, where I forget the name. And in front of the security guard, Bruce peed outside <laughs> and uh, on purpose. Uh, Stephen Peed, yeah, on yeah. purpose. And then um I guess a security guard had heard that we were a, fam- a semi-famous comedy troupe and he uh he put him down. I remember him pretending to put pretend handcuffs on him because uh-huh. <laughs> he didn't have any because he was a security guard. And he said, this here's the land of Georgia. It's not whore town. What? <laughs> what? And we live in Toronto, right? <laughs> Otherwise known as whore, whore town? town? I guess yeah. he thought Hollywood. Yeah. Whore sure. town. I
0: mean, I think affectionately we, you know, because, you know, we're from here. Yeah. Yes. We refer to Hollywood as whore town, but that's something we can do with
2: each other. Whore town. And then our producer who was getting drunk with us, our young producer. Uh, town he, Joe, he had a Texas accent. Yeah, Uh Toronto Town. He had a Texas accent and he was really drunk and he never helped us at all in trouble like this. And he said, why are you arresting him Well, there's a rapist and murder? And all of a sudden he was handcuffed by the real police. Like, <laughs> he couldn't finish the word murderers. Well, there's rapist and murder. And he was arrested, but they let him go because he was silly. So uh, they brought Bruce to jail. And then all night at the bar, uh, there was a college student who seemed a little nervous. Uh he wanted us to he wanted uh, he was a journalist for the college news some local college newspaper. And we said, oh, "Well, we're too busy now. We're sorry." Usually we would say yes, but we're with the Black crows and then we have, and then He was hanging around, and Mark and I were the only kids in the hall left, so we had to go to the police station. So we asked this journalist uh, kid to drive us to the police station. He said, if you let me tape an interview. And we said, all right. And then he was taping the interview, and the questions got weirder and weirder. And then finally, halfway um, to the police station, he stopped and he had a nervous breakdown in front of us. My mother says I have to be an accountant, but I don't (laughs) want to be an accountant. (laughs) I want to be a writer. I want to write. What? And then Mark calmed him down, put him in the back seat, and Mark drove his car to the police station. (laughs)
1: Wow. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, that that was it. I I I wasn't gonna say anything. Know, <laughs> but it was
2: me with your poker face.
1: Yeah, and, and that security <laughs> guard was Richard Jewell, the man falsely <laughs> accused of the Atlanta bombing. Long may he wave.
2: There, yeah. I don't think I've said that on the air before, so I don't think I've broken my rule. No,
0: that's uh, boy, yeah, that's really terrific. Um, I wonder if I wonder if like the Black Crows, who were a punchline at one point, but now are kind of a credible band. I wonder if like we. Went back to like the punchlines of our high school days. I wonder if we like hmm. listened to like the most recent Third Eye Blind album. We're like, this is good. They got good.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Well, here's a good group, and I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm a fan of this group because I like power pop. But I know uh, everyone's supposed to now like Weezer's Pinkerton. Yes. But I go back and I still think it's their weakest album.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, definitely. Like, and I'm not being cool. I'm
2: not cool enough to be cool.
0: That is a def- that is a like Weezer guy. Division, yes. Like,
2: well, now people say actually, Pinkerton's their best album.
0: Yeah, definitely. There was, there's like, Pinkerton sucks, and then there's like, everyone thought Pinkerton sucks, but I liked it when it came out. Now that's that's like the the, like,
2: yeah. yeah. I I think it's one that has one of their best songs, Butterfly, or something like that. Oh, sure, yeah. I, uh, I'll, I'll give them that. I'm, I'm uh, comfortable not to be boring in front of you guys. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah.
0: You know what? The, you know what our audience likes. Our audience wants <laughs> old kids in the hall <laughs> stories and uh, Weezer opinions.
2: And when I was a teenager, "Rumors" was played uh, every day in the radio, so I decided not to like Fleetwood Mac "Rumors," but I like pop the kind of pop they do so i feel that if it wasn't ruined for me i probably would like rumors well speaking
1: as a recent uh acquirer of multiple steely dan albums Mm -hmm. that i've been listening to kind of a lot guilty pleasure uh, i can relate to that i guess i like steely dan so yeah no i I did the exact same thing with fleetwood
0: mac i mean i definitely you know the punchline of fleetwood mac is it's like oh it's what your like mom listens to and she's had a little
1: too much is the band from the 1992 bill clinton presidential campaign, right, right where you're like this is cool to you people right. you're saying he's cool because of this right it was i was an 11 year old it was the least cool thing i could
2: imagine in the history of the world because all- you're young it's the uncool thing with me i never got that far it was that it was played right every yeah, few minutes like they had seven it. So, it was before michael jackson i think it was the first album where almost every song was a hit yeah yeah so that that's what killed me at first
0: uh but I am like yeah, I mean I guess I knew it as the like as the cool. like baby boomer lame o punchline of like this is music, you kids need to listen to Fleetwood Mac. But like in the past two years I am so fucking into Fleetwood Mac now. I just listened to Lindsey Buckingham is heart. a great
2: songwriter. Yeah, totally.
0: They all are, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they all are. Um anyway, but
1: yeah, that is you a mean, weird thing. All though. songwriters.
2: Yeah. Every songwriter is great. All of them. Every has ever grade. written a song. There's not a bad songwriter. Wait. And that includes you, Hootie. <laughs> I did a cartoon with a woman whose dad wrote uh, "Build Me a Buttercup." Build Me, oh yeah, Build Me a Buttercup, baby. Sure, am I allowed to sing that on here? Uh, you, we you we'll do out? That, don't tell
0: her. We do set aside. <laughs> we do set aside several thousand dollars a week for royalties. So yeah, yeah, say, you uh, can sing. Okay, I you a... can
2: sing
1: a few bars of Hey
0: Jude if you want. So, All
2: right, yeah. <laughs> that that'd probably be an expensive one.
1: Yeah, we spent our whole budget just to run Hey Jude during the closing credits of one episode. Yeah. And now we try and focus on building on Buttercup type songs.
2: <laughs> in the 70s, when they played uh, once a year, the Chum FM in Toronto, the big station, they had the top 100 songs. Number one was always Hey Jude. Number two was always Let It Be. No. Stairway to Heaven. Oh, I forgot the order now. But the top three were Stairway to Heaven, Hey Jude, and Let It Be. Yeah. Oh. I believe that. Chum was the big station. Chum FM. Chum FM. Were they cool about it? They and were, it was called Chum? It was called uh, – they were sort of cool. The thing that I liked about Chum FM uh, was that they played three or four songs from each album and then mm-hmm. have a commercial. So you knew whether you wanted to buy the album or That's not. That's nice of Chum. That was very nice of Chum. This they was should have something like a, something like set up at a water parking. You go, know, like,
0: we're <laughs> Chum in the water,
1: live. <laughs>
0: here's You're four always cuts always in the
2: water.
1: Chum was a real pal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> you younger. Here's an interesting thing about comedians. Yes. You younger generation seem to like puns. In the 80s, yeah. we weren't allowed to like puns. Sure. We walked around saying things like lowest form of uh, humor and things like that. Well, Don't, it is. I think. but but, but, but you seem to you, – you, uh, I teach workshops with young people and you young people seem – every guy stands up and pretends that he's being embarrassed but he knows the, the audience is – like the, the workshop is with him and he says, I know I shouldn't but I'm actually a fan of puns. So <laughs> can I suggest right. I hear that every workshop.
0: Yeah. That is, that is the comedy equivalent of like, I know I'm weird but I hate the word moist. Yeah. <laughs> No. It's like, okay, that's everybody. Stop, don't, that at is what everyone says.
1: I think as I have gotten older, mm-hmm. it has come to be that all I really want
2: is to watch Police Squad. Sure. Like, oh, my God. This is the third day in a row where I've talked about Police Squad. <laughs> it's the third day in a row. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, so I have to talk about it a
1: bit with you. So, uh... I had never seen Police Squad, and then when it, it came out on DVD maybe five years ago, and I bought it's the brilliant. DVD. And I was like... Oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest this thing is ever. It is is wonderful. The first movie was joy. good, but Police Squad is like uh, is totally. a totally. genius. Police Squad so, is yeah. the television show that inspired the Naked Gun movies, for folks who don't know, a Zucker Brothers TV sitcom that lasted for six episodes. Um, but basically six 25-minute Dragnet parodies in the Zucker Brothers style. And uh, I got it recently on VHS at the thrift store. Uh, and it's the only episodic television I had at the cabin on my recent uh-huh. trip. Oh, nice. sure. And so when when uh we were too wiped when we were too wiped out to uh watch a movie uh, we'd watch that police squad. Wow. Oh, I, that holds up for me mm-hmm. 100%.
2: Do they only do 12 episodes or something? Six.
1: They only six. did six. Yeah, each video cassette like is three of the six episodes. And the,
2: like they had gags like the, the, uh, the tall cop, his head was always out of the frame, you never saw him. Oh, the yeah, one sure. I
1: love the most is after they show the tall cop whose head is always out of the frame – One of them leans down on the desk, and the eye line and the camera line makes it seem like he's (laughs) pressing the intercom button to talk to his secretary. He'll say, like, oh, do this, 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 and this. And then they'll cut to the reverse shot, and it's just a little person looking at a little little cop looking up at him and saying, all right, boss. And then he leaves. It's brilliant. The Zuckers are great with, like – Forced
0: perspective humor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No one, no one does forced perspective humor better than that. I remember
2: another tall guy gag where the little guy looked up and said uh, to the tall guy, oh, you got something right here? And then like a banana fell on him or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> and then at the end, they did the freeze frame. They always did a cop yeah. show in the 70s. Only they pretended to freeze. And, and people were still pouring coffee. One and, uh, person would be wandering through the frame, yeah, looking confused. Realizing, or, what was, yeah, and then for freeze. Uh, was, yeah,
1: they had a special guest star thing at the beginning where the guest star gets killed in the credits. Yes. It'll be like William Shatner, but it's just him getting killed, and then the, he doesn't appear in the rest of the That's thing That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, can I say one Zucker Zucker Abrams thing? Yes. Yeah, I've never please. seen this on the air before. You're way too young to know that. In fact, people my age don't know it. I'm the only person in the world who saw this. They did a pilot um, uh, after The Naked Gun was a hit. And are you guys too young to remember the the TV show from the 70s, or 80s, Real People? Yes. Yes. You're too young you're yes, to remember? Yes, I don't re- remember that. Real People was like uh, – it was an hour show. They had comic uh, Skip Stevenson and – Byron Allen. Okay. Do you remember those guys? I, I know who Byron, Byron Allen Because Allen he's still around like in like L.A., show yeah. Host? Of, yeah. Of, of, of Comics woman, Unleashed. Yes. And a woman whose name I forget. And they uh, they did it tape in front of a live audience, but the the thing of the show was they would go, they had film segments where they would go to a small town. Sometimes it was very touching stories. Um, sometimes it was about town eccentrics about uh, because every their thing was that everybody had a story uh, yeah, yeah. a, and so the, like weird things about normal family and they did a, a parody uh, they did a pilot that wasn 't picked up by NBC, but it was so good they showed the pilot and i 'm the only person in the world who saw it, and they had three or four segments. I only remember one segment, may I say it? yes uh one woman uh, claimed it's of course all the actors because it's like a, a pilot by Zucker Za Grabram, so they wrote the script, but um some woman claims that she her dog talks uh-huh. so uh the host of the show comes to the town, comes to the house, and the woman like offers tea <clears throat> and uh she's very polite and says um uh, it's a, "Do you like the suburb? It's a nice place. and then she uh well, I guess you want me skippy the dog, that's what you're here for and the dog comes and he talks he says, "Hi, very pleased to meet you." <laughs> Um, uh, yes, it's a nice house. It's very close to the schoolyard. And, mm-hmm. and then he talks, and it's sort of funny. And then the woman says, well, you wanted more milk for your tea? Um, I'll, I'll go get it. Why don't you two talk? And as soon as she goes in the kitchen, uh, Skippy the dog turns to the guy and says, she's crazy. She's crazy. Don't turn it back on her. Will you help me? I, I, I think she's going to kill me. She's crazy. <laughs> and as soon as the woman walks back in, he uh, – uh, how do you describe this to the, your he does listeners? The ixnay. Yeah, he yeah. does the ixnay. Don't, don't say that. We haven't said. Yeah, so we're next to the schoolyard. And, and <laughs> To me, that's one of the most brilliant comedy things I've ever seen before. <laughs> the dogs Right, because of her. there's
0: two things going on. Yeah. The talking
2: you're, you're, dog. You're sort of interested, yeah. and you can never guess in a million years what, what their comedy is going to be. That they will introduce a second premise. Yeah, yeah that second premise. And that's really why they wrote it, right? Yeah. It was the second premise they thought of um, that made it worthwhile writing, uh, that the woman is crazy and the dog's afraid of her.
1: <laughs> the joke that I love the most is there's like a stool pigeon – type character, like an informant character mm-hmm. who knows He's like everything. He's the shoeshine guy. The shoeshine guy. And and Leslie Nielsen will go there and get <laughs> advice from the shoe shine guy and uh, he'll, you know, slide him twenty bucks, and, yeah, and he'll be like, "Yeah, you know, here's the here's the story. Uh, he's uh, he's at war with so and so, and he lives down on Barnum Street. Blah 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 blah." And then uh, Leslie Nielsen will get out, and someone else will get in the chair and slip him twenty bucks. <laughs> it was like the one I watched most recently was a priest, mm-hmm. and uh, he just slips him twenty bucks and says, "All right, buddy, what do you know about life after death?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> great gag it was sort of like Get Smart where you're too young to know where they uh, they had the cone of silence so uh, yeah. every few episodes they had to think of different cone of silence gags <laughs> Mm. Yeah, it's a. It is a joy, and it is the dumbest shit in the history
1: of, like the, um, the smart dumb though. Smart yeah, dumb yeah, amount for sure. of dumb they're willing to go to. Some of it is smart dumb. Some of it is just straight up mm-hmm. dumb. It's what the kids in
2: the hall call aggressively stupid. Yeah, 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 and
1: no shamelessness in their dumbness. And I am like, fine, yes, let's be as dumb as we can. I think in 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 my
0: lifetime of being super super way too into comedy, uh, you definitely kind of see like like dumb comedy kind of come and go you know i think there'll yeah. be a it'll come and then people will love it and then there'll be kind of a reaction it's like we got to take this seriously right, like right. you know
2: nobody did it better than steve martin in the late yeah, 70s yeah
0: yeah and uh, and then yeah and i think it's all it also is kind of in waves i think we are and steve martin said i got to take this seriously
2: right yeah I, <laughs> but that's I'm gonna, gonna write inevitable. this picasso play that will be yeah. droll i don't hate him for that i understand that's inevitable sure yeah uh, yeah, I mean you got
0: to change. You can't you do nice. what? You can't just yeah. yeah you can't just uh, you know put the arrow through your head. And you could have uh, gone back to work at Disneyland. <laughs> sure. Yeah, playing banjo at Knott's Berry uh, Farm. The, there's was. two um,
2: dumb comedy things uh, that I that i seen in a million 1930s movies. You see it over and over if you're older and got to see 1930s movies. And um, the, the, the kids. This is why the kids in the hall hate me. Because I always try to put them in our scripts. Um, one is uh, uh, a guy at work, an employee is sitting behind his desk. And his boss comes in and chews him out and chews him out. And then he says, I uh, another thing, McPherson, um, stand up. And then he says, I am standing. And he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, t- and he's a tiny guy. That's fine. And the other thing is that you, you – this you've seen for sure where a guy storms out. I, you know what? I'm going to tell him that the, 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 the his is over. I'm going to fire him. That's it. I've had it with him. And then he storms out a door. Then he comes back and goes, closet. (laughs) 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 So aren't those intrinsically funny? I feel like like
1: every episode of uh, Police Squad has this joke where someone says to another person, cigarette? And uh, the other person goes,
2: yes, I know it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. Love it every time. You You have to do that. Yeah, it does not bother me. They could do it a thousand times. I would love it a thousand
2: times. You can't be afraid of comedy. Sometimes, like especially for the kids in hall, when we read our own press back in the nineties, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be cool and hip, uh, so you can't do closet things. But uh, my theory always was, and I lost a lot of arguments, is you can't be afraid of comedies. Sometimes that's yeah,
1: yeah. I
0: believe that. Um, something I, i maybe told this story on the show before, but uh, I had this friend and she was reminiscing about a time when she's like, ah, when I was growing up, my dad, my dad would always do is do this funny thing where he'd take like a glass of water and he'd go to take a drink and he'd like, he'd dump it on his eye and go, oh no, I have a drinking problem. And I'm like, oh, like a, like an airplane. And she's like, what? Her, Her dad had spent her whole life passing that off as something he had thought of. And me telling her that he had lifted it from something. Uh, I've, yeah, she went- Now in, she hates him or thinks less of him? She went inward so quickly. Like, <laughs> oh I could no. tell, I could like tell like she was thinking about- Like fucking when a morsel of food floats <laughs> by. I was thinking what, her thought was, what else has he lied about? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> what As he slept else? around on my mother? Yeah. Uh, Is that my mother? <laughs> Is that my mother? Did he have my nose? That's funny that her first thought was, he didn't write that? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway- Comedy, don't be yeah. afraid of it. That's the point. I'm trying Anyway, to make. now he is very big on Instagram. So <laughs> yeah.
1: big on, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Huge he, on Insta. The water guy. He, um,
0: yeah, I, I think that I think that we are. I think we're due for we're due for 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 the dumb for the dumb comedy wave to come back around. I think we're in yeah. a point right now where people are being a little serious. Yeah, about Yeah, I think comedy. the Farrelly
1: Brothers is now long enough ago. <laughs> yeah, that dumb is back, right?
2: But you got to do it in a way. Like I – because I guess we're all alternative comedians, but like I said, you can't be afraid of comedy. My um, When I was a kid in the 70s, an amazing thing happened. Monty Python, Steve Martin, Albert Brooks happened where it was, they did anti-comedy. Mm-hmm. But because they were great <clears throat> comedians that had great timing, they were doing it in a funny way. It was also comedy. You were supposed to make fun of the fact that he put an arrow on his head. Uh, or that Albert Brooks was doing a ventriloquist thing. Uh-huh. But it, uh, it was funny that he was doing that because it was supposed to be lame that he did it. But it was also – they had good jokes there and th- it was also just funny that they were doing it. And that's a really hard thing to do and that's sort of what I grew up loving.
1: Yeah. I mean I, w- I watched Parenthood mm-hmm. at the cabin. Sure. Speaking of serious Steve Martin. Speaking of yes. serious Steve Martin movies. Um, I had not seen it since I was a kid. Um, and in general overall – It's uh, not
2: bad. Oh, so bad? Okay. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: I haven't seen it since it first came out. I don't. Really yes, know. I would say, given that you haven't seen it since it first came out, that reaction is totally understandable. Yes. My memory was that it was pretty good. Uh, I would say it pretty
0: sucked. I think I, I. The only thing I remember from God, this might not even be from Parenthood. Is Keanu Reeves in it? Yeah, and he's great. The thing I remember. Oh right. The the only thing I remember from I remember two things from Parenthood. Two things, and I loved Steve Martin at this point. Like right. the jerk was my favorite movie. <laughs> yes. Um. So I was just in for anything that pointed a camera at Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. I remember him dressing up as the cowboy and uh, <laughs> going to his kid's birthday That's party. That's what I remember, yes. And he's like, I saw Cowboy Dan and I blew a hole in him this big. And the kids go nuts. And I'm, I I just remember thinking, God, I wish that was my birthday. Yeah. And then I also remember, I don't know how old I was at this point. It was in the theater. So, so I don't know, like 90, 80, 92? 90, yeah, something like that. So yeah, maybe I was like 12 or something, 11. And uh, I remember the... There's something Keanu Reeves is arguing with someone, and he's like, "You need a license to own a gun, but anybody can have a kid." And I remember thinking, "Like, yeah. God, that is so true." I am <laughs> having a grown-up thought. I am having, "Yeah, why don't they?" And then that's when I became a staunch supporter of um, regist- registration. Yeah, <laughs> and rounding people up.
1: Yeah, I um I I won't say it. When I say it sucks, I mean like it's it's really competent. Mm-hmm. It's just so Ron Howardy. Oh, Ron Howard. Ron yeah, sure. Howard, things that right. I really love. I was going to say, is it a- Splash Columbus, is good. Splash is good. I bet I could watch Apollo 13 right now and really enjoy it. Oh, that's good. It. Oh, yeah. Frost Nixon. Yeah. Fro-
2: well, I'll watch a Frost, Frost. Nixon. Nick- Splash he- is good. He's put on a Frost but Nixon. never
1: has a, nail been, a nail's head been hit so squarely as by <laughs> sure. one Ronald Howard. So, he but, was a
2: parent and he wanted to make a point about it. You um,
1: know, there are some good things. And actually, as I said, k- k- like there are some great performances in it. The teenagers in it are great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I think there is like one moment when the movie lights up and it's when Steve Martin is acting dumb. Mm -hmm. Like the rest of the movie, you're like, you're watching it and you're thinking, I guess the main thing Steve Martin does is just scold people like a (laughs) condescending dick. Like You're like, what's good? Why why did people like Steve Martin? You're like forgetting why people liked Steve Martin. And then for like five minutes in that birthday scene, he just acts goofy. And he does jokes for five-year-olds and it's fucking great. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Like yeah.
2: that Con Man movie he did with Michael Caine when he plays the – when his oh, character uh, plays the character, sure. the dumb guy.
1: Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrel. Dirty Rotten
2: Scoundrel. Yeah. When he plays the, uh, the the dumb idiot. Yeah. Uh, that was So sort he's of like, great may course. I go to the bathroom? Yes. And then he's
0: like, thank you because he was peeing at the <laughs> Very few people yeah. could
2: do that and make me laugh. And they laugh, put a cork on its do. fork because he would. Yes. yes.
0: I bet <laughs> that's problematic now. That's,
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're probably right. And I'm older than you guys, so I forget things are problematic now uh, because I was, like, in my mid-20s when that came out, and there was no problem with that. Just type it
0: into Twitter. Type it into Twitter. and send uh-huh. and then
2: see. See what comes back. Yeah. Political correctness thing is weirder for me because it had started when the Kitson Hall show started, and we had to deal with it a little tiny bit, not like nowadays. Um, but I realize now, in a way, we were sort of selfish We sort of were smart enough to know that we shouldn't insult people that way, (laughs) but we thought it was so funny. We didn't care. And because political correctness wasn't uh, as strong as it is now, we could win. So we – did hurt people things <laughs> yeah. because we thought it was so funny. Sure. There's some things I could defend forever. Uh, we have a character in Brain Candy called Cancer Boy, and th- that I could totally defend because we're not making fun of children with cancer. I could, uh, this sounds phony because we came up with it, we wrote it down, but I could honestly say it's true. We were, I never th- thought of it when we like wrote it, um, but we are making fun of the cult of celebrity, pushing a kid out. Sure. We, right, uh, sure. And I, I can't, but there's a lot of things I can't stand. And he by. goes uh, my brother's heart was born.
0: My brother was born with a heart outside of his body. Every day's a gift. Yeah.
1: When he says every day's a gift I, I still <laughs> that's just, laugh. It's hilarious. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> it's getting too hot in here. We're going to take a quick break. It we'll is hot. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And together,
0: we host a podcast called Still Buffering, where we answer questions like...
2: Why should I not fall asleep first at a slumber party? How do I be fleek? Is it okay to break up with someone using emojis? And sometimes we talk about but No, we don't. Nope. <laughs> Find out the answers to these important questions and many more on Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am a teenager. And... I was too Butts, 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 butts No <laughs> But you change
1: your mind For too many times Over and over again Over and over again Lovely, lovely It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
2: Kevin the Turtle McDonald here.
1: Dope. <laughs> yeah. Dope. Kevin McDonald gets it. And wherever uh... Don't ever let anyone tell you that... Comedy legend, mm-hmm. Kevin McDonald, from the, the kids in the hall, does sarcastic. not get it. It's
2: a little sarcastic again. We're here
1: crazy. with the turtle
0: live from Town. <laughs> can we Can we do live from Town? Yeah,
1: live from Town. Oh. Absolutely.
2: I'd be so happy if that became your thing and you said that every uh, episode. Live, live from Town. Uh, and people get, listen and go, oh, did they do it in Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone knows. Because <laughs> everyone knows. That. Yeah. You came to Canada and you didn't tell us? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, say the Canadian fans of the program. Hey, sponsors on this week's program, Jordan. Well, yes. first of all, uh, the Max Fun Beer Blast sold out. Sold out. A uh, live show in Los Angeles with uh, Elliot Kalen and uh, some of the folks from uh, Tights and Fights, Daniel Radford and Open Mike Eagle, and a friend, Riley Silverman, and more uh, that we're going to be doing here in Los Angeles at uh, the uh, brewery there in the Old Arts District, Angel uh, City. Angel City sold out, buddies. Sold out. Uh, we might be able to get you in if you if you come up and you've got cash in hand yeah. that night and you really want to be there. We'll t- we'll try. Yeah, but uh, but as as now officially sold out. Bring it, hey, if you really want to see the show, yeah.
0: I don't know that we're gonna, you know, kick people out. Although the fire marshal might say otherwise. Yeah. Come cash in hand. Bring us a little of that dank.
1: Yeah. <laughs> bring us a little of that. A little dank
0: of just a, a few good herbs, <laughs> sticky danks. and I nugs. think we can
1: probably find a chair for you. The sweet herb, as yes. I call it. Yes. By the way, I am not worried about the fire marshal. Mm. I say we don't need no water. Sure. Let the motherfucker <laughs> let's burn. Let's all
0: let's all <laughs> die
1: in a podcast fire. Well, I I've only got to beat you. Oh sure, yeah. Um, Because fire, fire like a bear, will stop once it has fed. In all sincerity, I mean, did you even hear which fire marshal they assigned to the show? Fire marshal Bill. Yeah, exactly. And he wants to show you something. Yeah, he just wants to show you something. Okay. Blue Apron, yes, one of our sponsors on this week's program, a gourmet meal service. They send you the ingredients pre-measured mm-hmm. to cook your own delicious gourmet meal right there on your own range top. It's affordable. For less than 10 bucks per person per
0: meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. When Jessie, they, now, Jordan, when yes. they say seasonal... That just means pumpkin spice latte, right? Well, I mean, it's whatever's in season. Once pumpkin spice is in season, I would guess in the fall, then you're probably getting, you know, pumpkin spice turkey or whatever. Got it. But now you're getting sautéed shrimp, green beans, globe tomatoes, spinach, and orzo pasta, Mm. whole grain pasta with summer veggies, heirloom tomatoes, and caprese salad. Excuse me, an heirloom tomato caprese salad. Yeah. And got a miso butter, salmon, lo mein noodles, cucumber, oh. and charmed
1: tomatoes. Uh, miso co- butter. The miso <laughs> increases the umami. That miso.
0: Uh, you can get- Hey, th- it's a nice miso. <laughs> hey, it's a nice umami. Yeah. Gonna cut up some sushi. Yeah. Uh, if you want three free Blue Apron meals, here's what you do. You want three free meals? Jesse, you want three free meals? Uh, can I put it this way? Let me at them cakes. Let me at them cakes. Blueapron.com slash JJGo. Blueapron.com slash JJGo. Let me at them cakes. Let me at them cakes. Also, our friends at ZipRecruiter. Yes. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites
1: with just one click Jordan have you heard about the new improv recruiting site Zip Zap Recruiter oh boy that's a, Fuck that, is a <laughs> yeah. that is for a
0: very specific audience that uh, is for a very specific audience if you want to find out today why Zip Recruiter it's not a broad tent like Jordan Jesse <laughs> no no that's for that's just for that's just for the fans uh, if you want to find out why Zip Recruiter has been the most used by businesses of all size to find the most qualified job candidates here's what you do You go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo, and you can post
1: jobs for free. For free? Free. ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. Post that job for free. But if I post it on ZipRecruiter, it's just going to stay on ZipRecruiter. It's not going to go to other popular job sites. No, it's going to
0: blast it out to tons of
1: job sites. Holy cow, like a fire hose? Yes,
0: like a fire hose of productivity. A fire hose of employment opportunity. Just like... Spraying across this great nation. Stephen McCullough's urine in Atlanta. good Good callback yeah thank you thank you and we got a Jumbotron message ZipRecruiter.com slash
1: JJGo one more time to try it for free go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo and if you want to share your personal messages on the show just like at the ballpark we've got a Jumbotron this one is for Marion Case from proud Golden Eagle Leo Case hey Leo we salute you Golden Eagle here's the message it's
0: been 20 years this summer since we met in Quebec 17 years since we've been married and 10 years since moving to Belgium from New England. We'll hear this in the car while we're on a return vacation to Quebec without the kids. You're my best friend in the world. You're a selfless mother to three great kids and a beautiful person inside and out. I love you.
1: I really like the spirit of that message. Mm-hmm. It's a little, they should have warned us how tragic it is that the kids died. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that they can still vacation after losing the children. And I'll say it was nice to tell another man's wife that I
0: love her. <laughs> it was a good feeling for me. A nice. man without a wife
1: It felt to nice. tell a wife that yeah. I love her. Did you feel a little more complete? Yeah, I did. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> okay, if you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. We know that you already tried to get on the Mabim b- b- Bam Jumbotron, but it's full. Try our Jumbotron. We'll, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go.
2: <laughs>
1: it's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse
2: Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh Kevin, the purple panther of McDonald. <laughs> They're both good. They're <laughs> <I'm> both good. <laughs> I prefer the turtle slightly, but
1: I like the purple panther. Because I like it so deadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But cute. Sleek.
2: That's Yeah, true. but also cute yeah. and groovy.
1: But yeah, smooth. groovy and dangerous. Mm-hmm. Sensual. God,
2: the real dangerous people would be groovy I love to fuck a panther. <laughs> there you I go. like the
0: turtle because it has a shell. Yeah. Well, uh, I'd
1: like to fuck a. I'd
0: like to fuck a turtle as
1: well.
2: Hmm.
0: Seems like you're working
2: some shit out. Yeah, well. Everybody has a zoo story where they've seen two turtles uh, have sex. And yeah, they,
0: and they... they're a very horny creature. <laughs> yes, and, it's, and
2: it's, it scars some people. Uh, <laughs> like the cracking of the shell. And then... yeah. I
1: thought it was weird that that was all that it said on the plaque for the turtles. A very horny creature. Very horny creature. Nothing about their habitat yeah. or what they eat.
2: No. They're more serious
0: about the bears, but the turtles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then a gift of Ryan and Stephanie Christian.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Two
1: horny zoo fans. <laughs> our, uh, you know, the reason that uh, Kara is on the boards this mm-hmm. week and not Daniel, who's been on the boards the last few weeks, as our producer Brian is in London, England, writing for television, uh, is that Daniel is actually on a date with his girlfriend for his girlfriend's birthday. That's fun. Guess where they are? Hmm. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's very horny. Oh boy! Some sort of turtle enclosure? <laughs> yeah, they're right there at the zoo. Oh, Los nice! Zoo, That's a fun out date. The serval? Yeah. <laughs> you seen these servals?
2: Oh yeah! This is a, a long-legged
1: jungle cat with extraordinary uh, leaping ability.
2: Uh-huh. I never heard of it. Like, is it a new
1: animal? <laughs> <laughs> it's recent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a new they, animal? They, they've been around the block, but they're hot right now. Got a lot of heat. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. A lot of heat. It's uh, like third eye blind. Yeah, <laughs> Just
0: like third eye. Ain't been a wine around for a while. Yeah. I wish I
2: was there on a date watching the, what's it called? The Serval? Serv- serval. 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 How do you spell it? Oh. Hmm. Uh, yeah. S-E-R-V-A-L? A a it is a C, yes. Yeah. C-R-V-A-L? No, I've seen it written. I've seen it written. C-R-V-A-L? I, I don't think there's... I've ever said it out loud before. I've right. Seen, I've seen it written in books, uh, and I, I don't know if I've seen pictures, but I serve all. Serve yeah. all. That's how you remember.
0: Serve all because all. they're one of the most generous jungle cats, <laughs> yes. and they
1: well no, they follow because Christ because to a point. Teachings. It's Still... because before they made it, they worked as a cater waiter. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> to a point, they're they're, they're they're at first they're very generous. They offer things, then they tear you to pieces. Sure, right. Yes, yeah. They, they rip out your jugular. Yes. I know how
0: those jungle cats work.
1: I want to uh, segue into this thing that I am very excited about. Yes. We were trying to explain it to Kevin over the break. Yes. But more and more today, lawyers are asking us to sign non-disclosure agreements. Kevin, I don't know about you. Yes. But I don't like some asshole
2: four eyes <laughs> telling mm-hmm. me
1: what to do with my life.
2: Let freedom ring. You're like Neil it Young in 1986. Body. You
1: got it. Neil that Young in 1986. Exactly. 1986? Neil Young. In 86. 1986. The Canadian Plains. Yes. Marin <laughs> County. Yes. Doing it yes. my way. Yes.
2: Croaking out that song. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. What's that song? The blues song. Yes. I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So because of my contempt for lawyers. Yes. Uh who, in my opinion, are a bunch of sharks. Mm, wow. Yes. Speaking of chum It's pretty heavy. Hot take. Lawyers are just a bunch of sharks eating up our
2: Money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we're the dignity. chum. We're the chum. Yeah, we're sure. The chum. That's sure. a good chum. point. Kevin. We're the chum. We're the chum.
1: Why? Why'd you throw me in the water
2: just so some <laughs> shark lawyer can come along and eat me up? Okay, in the allegory, who's the person that threw us over the wa- over the boat in the water? These oh. clowns in Washington. Oh. Was All right, gonna, I was going to say a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> That's real pirates. are pirates, real pirates.
0: That's
1: if a... you ask me, the clowns in Washingtons mm-hmm. are the real pirates. Oh, there you go. Now we do, now
0: we've hit it. It's getting harder and harder to tell a clown from a, <laughs> a pirate, pirate these, these days. days.
1: Why like... are they driving around on these little boats? A <laughs> clown in pirate's clothing. Got these big gold mm-hmm. earrings in their ears. <laughs> yeah, and these flowers that squirt water right in your knows like you didn't go out and vote for them thinking they were there to help you mm-hmm.
2: stupid pirates <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking
2: pirates. pirates fucking pirates
1: fucking pirates, <laughs> fucking pirates with their sabers yeah you know they're rattling their sabers they think they can distract us distract us from our entitlement programs Yeah. cuts to our entitlement programs such as social security and medicaid
0: they're always fucking your wife too oh
1: with yeah. those big thick feiny dicks yeah. <laughs> those
2: big
0: yo ho ho
2: is right <laughs> oh <clown> boy <laughs> <penis hits. laughs> We're just chum with good-looking wives to them. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Chum with good-looking so wives. So the point is, when others zig, we zag, right. Kevin. Got it. So we've. I knew that the actors. second I walked in here. Mm-hmm. The second I walked you're in here, you were zaggers. Some zaggers. Yeah. I'm going to be talking to some zaggers. I yeah. knew that. So we. If you want
0: restaurant advice? Go to Zaggots. <laughs> yes. If you want zaggers, yes. come to, to Jordan, Jordan Jesse and Go. Jesse Go the podcast. Come but I also door. have some restaurant recommendations if anybody's
2: looking for. Yeah, a, seriously, yes. Yeah.
0: No,
1: like like a nice like a, not too pricey, but a, like a white tablecloth date place. Yeah, it's not too loud, so I can t- actually talk to my date. So we've asked our listeners to call in and violate their non-disclosure agreements. Uh, I don't care big or small, we violate them all agreement, non-disclosure. Sure, agreements. yeah, that's not a wow. that's not inappropriate. No. But non-disclosure agreements, we violate them. 206 984 fun is the number to call. Here's our first non-disclosure agreement violation.
2: Hello Jordan, hello Jesse, hello. I'm going to guess
0: Parna Uh this is a listener listener from Close.
1: Minnesota. Can you pause? Uh, can you pause this? I think that's a great guess. <coughs> yeah, and certainly, a Parna is, in some ways, the Kevin McDonald of the New York City stand-up comedy scene.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Um, but I got to say, it's not a great Jordan Jesse Go guest guess because she lives in New York City. It's yeah. too far away. But Kevin, we'd be thrilled to ha- we're thrilled to have her anytime she's in town. She's been on the program. Kevin lives in Canada, and he made time.
2: Oh, that's a good point. I live in all of Canada. <laughs> the whole thing? <laughs> I live in the whole thing, the whole just country. Just like Neil Young, huh? It's <laughs> Just like Neil you, Young. Do you live in Marin as well? In a way. Yeah. You just <laughs> splay out over the whole continent. I splay, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I splay. What are we looking at? Toronto? I call it the T-dot. Uh, I live in a place called W-dot, Winnipeg. Uh, Ooh, uh, oh, Winnipeg. Because that's of in Manitoba. Yes! That blew out my voice, but it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kevin McDonald just had an orgasm.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: uh, well, go ahead and press play. Giving you a NDA
2: violation. I was part of a focus group where we reviewed experimental whipped cream dispensers. I barely remember any of it, but I remember one of them kind of looked like a hairdryer and or like Han Solo's blaster from Star Wars, and uh, nobody liked it. Um, and we needed to sign an NDA about it. So I thought that was silly. So I'm violating it here and now. Fucking,
1: Thanks so much. I fucking love whipped cream. Whipped cream's good. I used to think whipped cream wasn't anything and I wasn't interested in it. Unless it was like actual homemade whipped cream, which my dad used to make once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a nice cold bowl and you really whip the shit out of that cream. You want to start with whipping cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but my wife loves whipped cream and just would put it on anything. And now it's not a dessert unless it has whipped cream on it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I've completely turned around. Did I'm
2: ambivalent. Ambivalent bubble cream. Really? Ah, yes. Ambivalent? ambivalent? Really? Yes, yes, ambivalent. I think I know what that means. I'm sorry I can't hear you over the sound of your sabers rattling, mm. you Oh, I become a pirate. I, well, Listen, uh, and you're a chum now. You're a chum to me. <laughs> no. You're a chum. Uh. And you're his good-looking wife.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. He's going to eat us <laughs> and then fuck us. <laughs> yeah. That's the plan. Yeah, ideally, if things go. Uh, everything, yeah. everything goes. I mean, goes it right. might flip
2: it. I like, a little bit of it. It. I like a little bit of. I like a little
0: bit of whipped cream on a boat. select dessert.
2: Might mix it up a little. You're bit. in the middle. Yeah, I'm in. The I middle. have a feeling you're in the middle of a lot of three-way conversations. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm, I'm like that with the kids. I'm diplomatic. All, I'm, like, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like that. He's been in the middle of a few conversations about three ways too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I help people organize three ways. <laughs> yeah. uh, Steve McCullough used to say the, the, this to me a lot. Uh, how can you just stand there with that fence so far up your ass? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Sure. There yeah. you go. That's
0: me. On, that's me on any dessert conversation yeah, or go. other conversation. What's your top dessert, Jordan? Top dessert. I mean, you know, a fucking scoop of ice cream. Yeah, is Mm. that's consistent. (laughs) Eating ice cream is so
2: good. Lactose intolerance. A a scoop. Oh no, Kevin. Does that make me a pirate? Do you like a sorbet? Yeah, yeah. No, everything, even soy milk, makes me go crazy. What about a sorbeto? Well, yeah, pronounced like that. If you're there serving it, saying that, then yes, I would be fine. I was so
1: I was so grateful. I was listening to stop podcasting yourself. Mm -hmm. Our friends uh, from uh, the frozen north. Um, as I call Canada, uh, on the way in here. And sometimes I worry that Dave Shumka and I are the same man. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and this is something that is often uh, mentioned to me on Twitter. Dave Shumka and I will often express the same tastes or experiences in life on the same episode, the same week's episode of our respective mm-hmm. programs. We both ran into ant problems at exactly the <laughs> same time. And uh, early in the episode that I was listening to, which will now be last week's episode of uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself, he was talking about his childhood crush on Lisa Loeb. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, "Uh uh-oh, looks like me and Dave are the same guy again. But then things took a hard turn left when he talked about how much he loves cotton candy, which I hate. Mm. There you go. Two different guys. I felt like finally I know I am my own man. So the moral of this story is go fuck yourself, Dave. I don't like my that's own cotton world? candy, but if you've got one, I'll have a bite of yours. Yeah, one bite of cotton candy is not bad. Once it's every two like, years, you're gonna take a bunch of bites of cotton candy, like a eat a whole thing, and you're like, mm-hmm.
2: it's a once every two years thing. Yeah, once every two years, but any more than that,
1: Uh thats cream. me
0: in uh, three ways.
1: Yeah, <laughs> other times,
0: once just, every two years, I just plan people. Is that three by choice? Yeah, <laughs> if it's more,
1: you know. <laughs> It's, it has to do with the phases of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, love a, I love a Harvest Moon fuckfest. Sure. Neil Young.
2: Neil Young again. That's true. And Neil Young again.
1: His classic album, Harvest, Harvest moon, moon fuckfest. fuckfest. <laughs> <laughs> Some uh, of his beautiful songs are in that one. Let's violate another non-disclosure agreement. Yay.
2: Hey, Jordan and Jesse. This is a person calling from a place to violate an NDA. So when I was in high school, I was in a school bus accident, um, for which I received a financial settlement relatively recently, in an, undis-
0: for an undisclosed amount, and as a result, signed an NDA, stating that I could
2: never, ever state publicly that I was in a school bus accident, and was permanently injured as a result. Cheers, guys. I've now violated that
0: NDA. Have a great day.
1: Okay. I think we can all agree that mm-hmm. while we're grateful for this call and all of the calls we receive, it's bullshit that we didn't find out how much a school bus accident's worth. Right?
0: I would like to yeah. know. Yeah.
1: Can you can you live comfortably on your school bus accident money, I wonder? I'll tell you this. My friend from college, Dan Grayson, yes. he got E. coli <laughs> and he got $30,000 from it because it was tough to to pinpoint... Where he had gotten E. coli. So he got it from a McDonald's, but you couldn't prove that it was from the McDonald's. It was only his word to go on that sure. it was the only E. coli vector that he had been exposed to.
2: And he got money without proof?
1: So, he, well, it was a settlement. They they were worried uh, that if sure. it went to trial, he'd get a million dollars or something. He said uh, the E. coli was definitely not worth the $30,000, but he did get himself an $8,000 guitar. <laughs>
2: Silver lining. E. coli, but uh, silver lining. Yeah. Kevin, we were talking about desserts. Uh, we didn't ask you. What's your favorite dessert? Oh, I, I'm like I'm trying to be uh, – When one
0: is lactose intolerant? What does one have for lactose dessert? To, I, uh,
2: I don't really have dessert anymore. Oh, boy. Sadly. Really? Um, uh, the, the woman in Winnipeg, Paula, that I moved uh, for, uh, she's very healthy. And uh, there's raw food uh, stuff. I have raw chocolate. and Okay. Uh, I, I, and I used to be a sweet tooth guy, but I've never, um, I don't have dessert anymore. Like every Saturday when I was a kid, my mother brought us to Baskin Robbins. Is that a Canadian thing? Yeah.
1: No, uh, there's Baskin Robbins. Yeah,
2: here of course. And uh, 31 flavors. This yeah. is only 31. We, we don't never... have, bu- we don't have bark flavor out here. Yeah. We, 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 but that's good. Yeah. It, it's a good flavor actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. But you mix it up with the butterscotch. Yeah, it's like, dres- it's like fully dressed chips. Yeah, All different versions of maple. Mm-hmm. And every uh, Saturday I got sick, I had diarrhea, and I had an asthma attack, and (laughs) and no one ever figured out that it was the ice cream. Oh, boy. Until, uh, flash forward 20 years later, fast uh, fast forward 20 years later, and uh, they uh, had this term lactose intolerant. It's like concussions in sports. People had concussions in the 70s, but they weren't called that. And that's when I realized that I was lactose intolerant. Because when you can name it, you have power over it. You have power over it. Now we have power over the concussion. Yeah. Yeah. Though it's ruining sports, i can
1: concussed a few motherfuckers myself. I can see it. that. If I believe are pounding, it. Yeah, the old well, I'd love to give concussions during interviews. One of those sharks, sure, Dur- square interviews? on the yeah. nose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pow, pow. I'm sorry that I hit you in Las Vegas that one time. Yes,
2: I, I sort of remember not the hitting. I only but...
1: sort of remember too. So like. uh I want to apologize in advance. Fellas, what happens of in goods? Vegas? Yeah. Come on, got it. Okay, right. we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Cow. Sorry.
2: La, 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 la.
0: Should the Rock run for president? How about Oprah? Why
1: well, was Pitch canceled?
0: Does Ryan Murphy ever sleep? Settle a bet for me. Who's hotter, The Thing or Squirrel Girl? How can I take part
1: in the summer book club? For answers to these questions and so much more, come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable show with me, Guy Branham, Winter Mitchell, Margaret Wapler, and Karen Thompson. Catch us every Wednesday on maximumfun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcast. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> la 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 It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
2: Kevin the Turtle McDonald.
1: Kevin the Turtle McDonald, of course, hosts Kevin the Turtle McDonald's Kevin the Turtle McDonald (laughs) podcast.
2: (laughs) It's a lot of words in that.
1: uh, Which you can hear roughly monthly. It is a variety
2: program. Yes, old school variety. Um, Comedy sketches. Comedy sketches. Musical
1: performances.
2: uh, Monologues. uh, Interviews because... That's what they do in podcasts. Like Spalding Gray style monologues mostly? Uh, yes,
1: exactly. Serio like, uh, comic. They're serio yes. comic. Right? Yes. Yeah. Or would you say more Eric Bogosian style? A little bit of both.
2: Okay, which one drowned himself in the river?
1: Uh, that would be Spalding Gray. So they're more like Spalding Gray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of river drowning. A lot catches. of river drowning. Uh, yeah. In the <laughs> yeah, in the monologue of Ophelia feature.
2: from Hamlet. Yeah. yeah. So
1: a little of each of those. Some of my things.
2: favorite river drowners. Swimming in Cambodia. His monologue about swimming in Cambodia. That was like a. It's called Swimming in Cambodia, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Remember when Kevin
1: McDonald was
2: in uh, an Outcast video? Yes, oh, yeah. I did. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I never imagined that my two favorite things in the world would come together <laughs> in such a wonderful way. It was a good album, too. I would have said yes no matter what because it, it would have been fun. But I thought I, I liked the album. And I was telling people – it's sort of like a good Prince album from the 80s. Yeah, and, totally. Uh,
1: That's exactly what it was like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. I don't think – I don't think you could – look. It's one thing to see Bob Odenkirk in a Yola Tango video, okay? Sure,
2: Sure, of course.
1: Well, that makes sense. Yeah, they're just hanging out. That makes sense. And somebody's like, hey, David Cross, will you be in my Yola Tango Mm -hmm. video? Yeah.
2: Yeah, That makes sense. Sure. If the Pixies asked Dave Foley to be in a Pixies, um, yeah. or Bob Saget asked Stay Foley to be in a Bob Saget movie, that all makes sense.
1: These things <laughs> make sense. The, f- yes. the phrase Bob Saget movie makes sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Indie legends with indie legends, sure. whether it's yes. the Pixies, Yola Tango, Bob Saget, yeah, all yeah. of these things mm-hmm. are going to naturally attract, but... You know, I'm. Uh, I don't know how old were we? were we in college when that record came out. Was that
2: 2005? I think so. Yeah. So you were, because you said 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, if we're, I'm right about the year, we're
1: hanging out. I think it's before that. I'm going to say 2004, three. Yeah, three maybe. Uh, I we're hanging out. You know, watching MTV. Sure. Through. MTV Two. It's got that little uh, logo with the two-headed dog. Oh yeah. Uh, those were the days those were the days back when m t v two played music yes, when m t v two played music yeah, videos. Which, that's what
2: I say all the time Guy <laughs> right.
1: um and so uh to see Kevin McDonald show up <laughs> in that was the a transcendent moment in mm-hmm. my life, absolutely spectacular a joy and a delight
2: That's a bizarre moment in the world uh I mean, not many people know me. And Outcast. Like I don't know how many right. people know both me and Outcast, um, but it was a bizarre, uh, wonderful moment in the world. It,
0: when did that? What was that ask like?
2: That ask like I'll try to tell because I've told this story before, but I'll try to. But, yeah, but uh, um, it was it was good. Uh, it was interesting. My manager at the time, he managed Eugene Levy mm-hmm. from SCTV, one of my idols, of course. Blah blah blah. And um, the director of the video, who was a big comedy fan, um, he asked for Eugene Levy. And Eugene Levy was in Toronto uh, and um, uh, not in Los Angeles. So my manager said, I, 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 he's busy, but I have a kid in the hall. And the director said, don't even tell me which one. Just send him. Ah, that's great. So he had no idea who was th- – he probably didn't know our names anyway. But he, was, uh, he said he was a fan. Um, and uh, the, so they sent me that's to a high fantastic. school in East L.A.
1: That is fantastic. At midnight. That- that was that was like the most absolutely uh, most magical thing for me. Except for that year when Norm McDonald played shortstop for the Giants. Mm, sure. Those two things, yeah, um, that's a good one too. But all glove, the no crowd, stick, yeah, the crowd wasn't <laughs>
0: applauding. But at home, we were like, oh yeah, uh, I get this, yeah, I get
1: this baseball that he's e- doing exactly. Well, Kevin McDonald, thank you so much for coming
2: and doing this with us. Thank what a you, joy thank you it was much. to get to see you. Again. I had a lot of fun, and I'm not lying.
1: Oh. That's very thanks for nice not lying to us. Thank you. Kevin McDonald, the Kevin McDonald, Kevin McDonald podcast is the actual name of the program. Kara Hart on the boards this week. Uh, Kara's just about to be done with her fellowship here at Maximum Fun. So, our big thanks to Kara for all of her contributions yes. to Max Fun. Um, and uh, let's see, we're, we're headed to London. So, if you're oh, in London, yes, England, we'll September be at the 15th. London Podcast Festival. I have received. And hopefully it, I will not be made a liar in the days between now and, and then. I have received word that the world's, g- perhaps history's, greatest namer, mm. one Nick Hornby, oh oh, will be appearing oh on our London oh program oh to what, name things.
0: What will we name? Only one way to find out. Yeah. So Come to the show or... Give us, Listen a call. To it later.
1: Give us a call or send us an email ways. at jjgo at org with whatever you need named. Uh, include a picture. I think a picture is a, picture a nice would help. thing. Yeah, sure. And uh, a, a nice addition to that package and just a quick description of what it is. And we'll have best-selling author and Oscar-winning screenwriter Nick Hornby uh, go ahead, uh, the screenwriter behind An Education. Is that mm-hmm. the one that he won the Oscar That's for? That's the one. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll have Nick Hornby uh, help us name it. Uh, his names, however, are final. Yes, yeah, so, so you have please to understand that, yeah, that. Yeah. You, this is not a suggestion. Once Nick Hornby names something, you don't go around saying, "I thought of a better idea." I'm sorry. Did you create Carrie Mulligan? <laughs> are you the person who brought? I think, the she was an act- I think she was an actress. But brought <laughs> he her to international wrote He probably didn't cast it either. He probably did. But he gave her
2: the. In a worst. small way. Sure, a great yeah.
1: actor is only as great as a give great writer's her script.
2: The credit for it. Kevin knows that. I do know that. Yeah. Kevin I, I is an that.
1: actor. He's from the Roses video. Mm-hmm. Out. I have been created by a Andre
2: 3000. <laughs> Andre 3000. created me. He created me. I wore his tie in the video. Oh, cool. There you go. Do you still have the tie? No. You had to, give it back. I had to give it back.
1: The London Podcast Festival at King's Place. So if you're in London, get your tickets now. When
2: is it? Advertise it better. September 15th. September,
1: September 15th. Yes. Good work, Jordan. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Since in the month of September, but buy your tickets now before it sells out. Yeah. Um, because once we announce... That David and Victoria Beckham are on the program. <laughs> oh, boy. Posh Spice <laughs> yeah, and Soccer Spice themselves. <laughs>
0: soccer Spice is probably my favorite spice. what I call David mm, Beckham. Pumpkin, pumpkin Spice. Pumpkin Spice. You go crazy for it. I love it. Only Why during its it season. Only during its season. Right. Yeah. yeah, if you get
1: off-season pumpkin spice, it's mealy. Yeah, it's very it's mealy. mealy. It gets mealy, and it's not as flavorful. Mm-hmm. You can get it up from Peru. Really? Mm. Yeah, they grow at opposite seasons because opposite. Sure. But Hemispheres. But it's, yeah. not, but it's
2: not the tastiest? No, it's not the best. Ba- it's mealy. But you can get it. That's but the You thing. can
1: get it. But the problem is texture. You don't want
2: it to be mealy. Pumpkin spice is all about texture. Oh, yes, it is. That sweet velvety spice. Mm. Mm. We Look, just got sexy again. I can
1: feel can it on think, my tongue oh right now. Oh, boy. What is
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Brian. That's a fun character. <laughs> Brian sunny p- p- right p- Pumpkin
1: spice pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Yes. Son, I have to bring him
0: back next week. Non fat, please. <laughs> non fat, please. Yes.
2: Skin milk. <laughs> I'm a little scared. Leave a little Brian. room.
0: Leave some room for daddy. For daddy. Leave room. Leave a little room for daddy. Uh, room for daddy.
1: Can you make that with stevia, baby? Oh boy! Can you use agave syrup? <laughs> Um 2069844 <laughs> fun is our telephone number and you can always email us at jjgo at maximumfund.org if you want to chat about the show there's always a lively discussion on our subreddit at com, and a lot of fun in the Max Fun Facebook group as well um, I love you all very much <laughs> and I'm sorry uh, <coughs> that I won't be able to speak with you again for another week I love all your wives <laughs>
2: You guys are good at endings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan dot MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.